something called Martin Luther King Jr. Day. I can't figure out what that is, but they're doing it. And I remember, as some of you know, I grew up down in Alabama, uh, uh, up on a plantation there. And prior to the so-called civil rights movement, and it was one of the worst things that ever happened to the blacks other than abortion, the civil right, so-called civil rights movement was the worst thing that ever happened to them other than abortion. And if you notice, most, no, 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 but most of the blacks have only gotten worse generation after generation after generation because they have developed a socialist, Marxist mentality. Very radical. And it wasn't like that. That's what's so interesting to me is that the blacks prior to the civil rights movement were working toward being independent people. They were no different than the Jews, the whites, the anybody else. They they had family, they worked hard, they owned businesses. Some of them went to college, but college wasn't a big thing back then. Having a trade was the big thing. Being able to work with your hands was the uh, big thing back then. And so the blacks were working. They were not complaining about the white man, even though there were blacks only water fountains and whites only water fountains. The whites and the blacks who loved what was right, they got along. And those whites and blacks who did not love what was right, they didn't get along. It's just the way it is. And so the blacks were doing much, way much better back then than they are today. They are a mess today because they have been lied to. Uh, check out Uncle Tom Part 2 there uh, if you have any doubt about the so-called civil rights movement. It's a, it's a, a documentary. It's really, really good. Uncle Tom Part 2. And these people know that it's easy to control the blacks because they don't have family anymore. They don't have fathers to guide them. But according to the Guardian, Martin Luther King was no prophet of unity. He was a radical. He was a part of a much wide, wider movement standing alongside of uh, socialists. This is why the older blacks didn't want the younger blacks to get involved with the so-called civil rights movement mess. And it's just awful. They don't, they don't push capitalism now. They don't do anything totally have a socialist mind. And if there are a few blacks who break away from that mentality, those socialist mentality blacks, they try to stop the blacks. They don't need their enemy to stop them. Those blacks be trying to stop it. The Guardian is reporting that MLK children, Martin Luther King's children, Martin and Bernice King, have continued their father's legacy, protesting, protesting for civil rights. No such thing, by the way. Protesting for civil, for civil rights. Martin says 
he talked about a living wage. He talked about a living wage, referring to his father. He talked about a living wage. He talked about radical redistribution of wealth. MLK's children on their father's life, he was extremely radical. What a mess, huh? He was extremely radical. I want to encourage the blacks to start thinking for, if you do anything on this day, break away from the so-called movement. I encourage you to become an individual. Here are Bernice and Martin at the 2008 Democratic Convention when Barack Obama became the so-called presidential nominee. Watch this from C-SPAN. Forty-five years ago today, my father delivered his I Have a Dream speech Tonight, freedom rings from the snow-capped Rockies of Colorado, freedom rings. Tonight, we witness in part what has become of his dream, the acceptance by Senator Barack Obama of the presidential Democratic nomination. I cannot help thinking how proud my father would be Proud of Barack Obama. Proud of the party that nominated him. And proud of the America that will elect him. Amazing, huh? Why do y'all sound that way? <laughs> That's so dumb. Oh, I had a dream that one day from the snow mountain of Colorado. Why not just be normal? And she called herself a reverend. What the? What a mess. And some of you might not have heard of this guy. But according to WHYY.com, Clarence Jones assisted King by drafting his I Have a Dream speech, a resounding cry for racial equality. What in the world is that? Racial equality. So Clarence Jones, according to WHYY.com, assisted um, Clarence Jones assisted King by drafting his I Have a Dream speech, a resounding cry for radical equality. According to Stafford.et, you do you? In 1962, Martin Luther King wrote a letter stating, Ever since I have known Mr. Jones, I have always seen him as a man of sound judgment, deep insight. Deep insight, a man of great integrity. Isn't that amazing? Another socialist, according to these report, Stafford.edu. Jones was drafted into the Army in 1953, but was given an undesirable discharge as a, as a security risk. 
The very same guy they said helped write this I Have a Dream speech, right? According to Stafford.edu, Jones was drafted into the Army in 1953, but was given a an undesirable discharge as a security risk for refusing to sign the Army Forces Armed Forces Loyalty Certificate, stating that he was not a member of the uh, Communist Party. He refused to sign it, saying that he wasn't a member of the Communist Party. FBI reports identified Jones as a member and leader of the Labor Youth League, League, described as a Communist Party front organization. I remember hearing about the Communist Movement being a part of the so-called Civil Rights Movement, but I was young, didn't pay a lot of attention. Didn't pay a lot of attention at all. But blacks, you're not going to ever find perfect peace with a socialist, communist mind. And, and if you notice, the so-called civil rights movement sounds just like the Black Lives Matter movement, equity and all that kind of stuff. I want to play you a soundbite, and I want you to watch how this sounds exactly like Black Lives Matter. Watch this from 60 Minutes. And I contend that the cry of black power is at bottom a reaction to the reluctance of white power to make the kind of changes necessary to make justice a reality for the Negro. I think we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. Amazing, huh? A riot is a voice from the unheard or something like that. Didn't it sound like Black Lives Matter? And Martin Luther King blaming the whites. And the older blacks didn't like that. They knew that wasn't true. They were doing just fine, just fine. Here's another, you heard what Martin Luther King said? A riot is uh, the voice of the unheard, something like that. Something dumb. Just like Black Lives Matter. And white people, you won't say no to these people. All you have to do is say no. Just say no, and it's over. Here's another example from our 60 Minutes. Watch this. Even Senator Jacob Javits asked the question recently, he said that he was a slum resident, but he and some of his fellow Jews were able to make it out of the ghetto on the Lower East Side. The same thing is true with lots of Irish, Italians. And he asked the question why the Negro finds it so difficult to make his way up out of the ghetto. You well, number did. one, no other racial group has been a slave on American soil. Uh, it's nice to say other people were down and they got up. They were not slaves on American soil. And because of the prejudices existing in this country, his color has been against him. Uh, and they've used this to keep him from moving up. Well, liar. Well, then why were the blacks in the South moving up? If what you're saying 
Martin Luther King. Why were the blacks moving up before you got involved and screwed up everything? It was only when the blacks moved up north and they moved into projects and they started to rely on the government and follow their so-called leaders. It's amazing to hear him speak that way because in his speeches, that you can hear him speaking to keep the blacks down, pretending that they can't move up. Well, he's moving up. He's doing just fine. You heard of love languages? I've heard of them. What are they? Well, you heard about what you think about them. <laughs> I never heard about it. It seems like sort of a w- female thing. It's Female Monday, right? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a female slash psychology thing. But this is Counsel- fu- female counselor for like couples and things like that. How do you hear about it? I don't know. I just hear about it over the years. You're the hate news. <laughs> yeah, Not maybe, the fake news. Yeah, maybe I heard about it from CNN. No. Nah. <laughs> uh, like, like, uh, if I give you my flat earth model, that's part of my love language. I'm expressing my love. So whoever sent you this, they were expressing love? Yeah. But the earth is round. That doesn't matter. It's part of his love language. But it's flat out here. Yep. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not a. It's not one of those things that you screw what in. What the? This is from Third P in a nutshell. The Five Love Languages. It's a book that millions of couples have found to be helpful in improving communication and strengthening. The the connection. Watch this from therapy. In a, I'm looking at nutshell, but I want to say nutcase. <laughs> <laughs> but therapy in a nutshell. Watch this. It's called the five love languages. It's about just learning to love your spouse in the way they like to be loved. It's a number one New York Times bestseller. That each person has a natural preference for how they like to give and receive love. He calls this preference a primary love language. And what that means is that the way an individual expresses or understands or receives love may fall into one of five categories. The first one is words of affirmation. So this is things like praise, saying I love you, giving compliments or verbally expressing care. The second love language is physical touch. This can include sex, but it isn't limited to that. A toddler may enjoy roughhousing, teenagers may like a squeeze from the side, a friend may appreciate a hug, or a coworker may like a high five or a pat on the back. The third love language is gifts. This is not usually about materialism, but more often it's sentimentality. People appreciate something concrete to remind them of the other's love for them. The fourth one is acts of service, doing something for the other person, like cleaning their car or packing their lunch, helping them with a difficult project, etc. The fifth love language is quality time, spending time together. People have a primary love language, and they may not realize that the way they like to give love might not be the way the other person likes to receive it. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my whole life. I heard it all. The, and the sixth one is when your woman smack you upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> That's her way of loving. <clears throat> yeah, I yell at you and cuss you out and hit you because I love you. <laughs> That's the dumbest. Those are the dumbest suggestions I ever. And it's popular. 
She's not suggesting it. She's just describing it. That's how people are. What? I don't think it's... What? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's... What's dumb about it? First of all, you're not supposed to be working on a relationship at all. I didn't say you were. Either it happened naturally or it doesn't happen at all. And none of those things have to do with love. You know what's funny? Big Bump says the blacks are really into the love language, quote unquote, thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's the problem. What a mess. I told you people with degrees are dumb. See, he he switched it for you fast. And he's going to run in and tell us about love. He wanted all in front <laughs> of the camera. On James' show, he says, it's okay. So what do you think <laughs> about those five descriptions of love? I didn't really hear the, that, that clip of it, but I just know what I've, my understanding of what love language means and, like, what they actually mean by it. What? So, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, for example. Joel is one of the experts and the host of the Joel Friday TV, Monday through Thursday. Yeah, so for example, say if like you're dating a girl, right? And you like to joke a lot. But for her, she gets offended by your jokes, right? She she thinks you joke too much, you play too much. That's offensive, right? But to you, you're just thinking about the way, the reason why you're joking in the first place is you're flirting with her. It's just a way of flirting. But she's, take, she's not taking it as flirting. She's taking it as offensive. Like that's being mean. So... What they mean by love language is that that's just the way you talk to her. That's just the way you interact with her. That's your language of interacting with her. You like to joke around with her, and that's your way of flirting. But to her, she don't see it that way. She doesn't understand your love language. So that's what they mean by it. Nice. They, that makes sense to you? <laughs> that makes sense to you? It made sense to me. Okay. I've, I'm with you, So Joelle. you agree with the therapist? I agree that there is a way to say it a little bit differently. No, the therapist said words of affirmation. Like, like for example, like... (laughs) They said you agree with the therapist. You said what? (laughs) (laughs) Who said? Nick. The anchor baby. He said, so he agrees with the therapist. No, I think he took took his own twist on what the therapist said. Who? Because this is one of the languages, words of affirmation. But you're saying, oh, when when you make fun of her... That's your words of affirmation. You're making, you're t- flirting with her. Yeah, right. Like, like I'm just. How flirting. are you understanding that? That doesn't even make sense. Right. What she well, like <laughs> I'm flirting with her. So if I'm flirting with her, that's my way of saying I like you. But to her, she's like, no, that's me. She's not understanding my love language. <laughs> <laughs> Sean said, my producer said, I, I, I can picture a wife saying. You are not loving me how I want to be loved. That, yeah. Now that all that mess makes sense. I don't quite understand what he meant by it. What would you do if your wife smacked you upside the head? If my wife smacked if me upside the head? If your girlfriend or anything. I have to wait and see what the moment called for. I know you have to catch the thought between you. <laughs> <laughs> I have to think about God in the moment. <laughs> what would you do, Hassan, if your girlfriend <clears throat> smacked you upside the head? Um, I. We can't see you. Well, we're going to a break, so. <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that, that kind of stuff is for people who are in a fallen state. 
That's what her son dog need. <laughs> well, that's true. Nobody should be getting offended, but I think it's helpful to have some insight on the other person, knowing how. But those people have on. degrees. That's why they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, that's that's overly done. That's emotional. <laughs> that's that's trying to cater. That's to That's all female, needs. for sure. That's for hell. Sure. <laughs> That kind of mess okay. would call a man to get bopped upside the head. Because <laughs> <laughs> that is a display of weakness. And women hate weak men. Do you that know the a, depth of how much women hate weak men? I agree. But there's just a little bit of truth in there that, that like I can't what? keep my mind on. Like what? Well, just the, like I was saying, just the insight. You just get That was no insight. No, but... <laughs> But your point is still the same. The point is still like it's overly done. But there is uh, some truth to understanding the insight of other people's. There was no insight into that. Yeah, a little bit. Like what, for example? Yeah, she's saying that understanding where people come from, understanding what how they how they speak to one another. What does that mean? Understanding that um, you may be perceiving it the wrong way. What? You may be perceiving what they're saying the wrong way based off of like. Um, not knowing, not understanding where they come from. So, like, for example, if you like to joke around, right. if you like to joke around, people can easily just say, like, oh, that's so mean, right? And that's them taking it personal. But you're having fun and you're actually being nice. You're act- If you're joking with them, it's because you're, you like them. But some people will take it offensively. Like, wow, why is he being mean? But you're not being mean. You're like, you're on Friday, he black. Right. Like Junior Friday took the small yellow bus to school? Right. Okay, <laughs> you can stop there. <laughs> we don't need to keep going. <laughs> but anyway. That's his love language. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> See? Uh, and you're perceiving it wrong. <laughs> and so I like that no-excuse mindset of uh, Jesse Lee Peterson and the guys at Bond and gals at Bond. And so I pretty much went to church ever since 2007. Sometimes I would take breaks. He had me go up on stage, and I didn't mind uh, taking weeks off at that point, hanging out with uh, friends instead of going to church. I was living, uh, I was 25 years old, living back with my parents. And he's like, you still live with your parents? You got to move out. And then so, like, maybe a year later, I moved out on my own, 2008. And that was the last time I moved out. For the, for the third time, I moved out. Because every time I moved out, it would be with a roommate. And the roommate would get engaged or married. And so I had to go back home. <laughs> and so finally, I got my own place. Beautiful guest home. And I loved it. Oh, my gosh. I recommend moving out on your own if you can and or work towards it. Patiently work towards moving out on your own. If you are one of those people who is over 18, 19, and you're not on your own yet, maybe even the ladies too, guys and ladies. So I didn't come to JLP through YouTube, through politics, through race stuff. I'll get into the politics and race stuff. I was already pretty conservative. I already knew that the blacks were 
dumb on believing in racism stuff. I already knew that, well, in my mind, nobody took Al Sharpton seriously. So when JLP talked about the race stuff, I was like, yeah, yeah, I already know that. But I did relate to what he would say about blacks and anger and family. About the father not being there or being weak. The mother's being angry or imposing or or, or uh, micro-meddling and being too mama with the kids. The resentment thing. The anger. So I, I took what JLP said about the blacks and related to it. I, didn't, I wasn't like, yeah, he's, you dumb blacks. <laughs> Although sometimes, you know, that, that evil spirit may crop up. Because you, you're like, you just, you, people get sick of the blacks. <laughs> and it's understandable. But, uh, so that's me. And now I'm, 2013, I ended up working for him. 20, 2007, he offered me a job, but I didn't take it. I was starting to work at a cabinet shop, a family-owned business. 2013, that family business was, like, going under. It wasn't really my family. Totally. But uh, it was going under. I was working, like, I worked my first seven-day week pulled, pulling all-nighters for this custom cabinetry shop. And then uh, Doug over here said, hey, how could... He needed a new producer. His old producer was going to become the teacher for the school that he was uh, that he ran a few years. And so uh, he said, hey, you want to be the producer? I had never worked in radio at all. I had no inclination towards it, but I did appreciate the radio show. I would catch it early in the mornings before work. And so I'm like, let me think about it. And then I took it, took the opportunity. And then later he gave me the opportunity to become host of the Hake Report. I, I know that there is an old school American element, white American and others, who don't want to be bothered by the police and don't want to be bothered with the police and this so-called law stuff. Because very often it's the, the law and the police are, are meant to be for, ideally, meant for the criminals not for the law-abiding people who, who are just, you know, tending to their homes and tending to their land or whatever and being yeah, exactly. free Americans with their guns, their basic right to carry and own awesome weapons and speak their mind about the government yeah. and about other people and about themselves and about life and religion and morality but and now we don't, my, we don't have that anymore. The trend right. is away from the freedom of speech, away from the uh, Second Amendment. So uh, Trump is a man f- for freedom, basically. Yeah. You know, he, he, he championed the vaccine, but he was always for freedom. He, uh, he did shut down the, gov- the, uh, he did the shutdowns with the China virus, but he wanted to open up pretty quickly, quite quickly. I remember over and over and over he talked about, we need to just do business again. Just wash your hands ten times as much. Uh, so when you're, when you're getting in your head about st- stuff that you're pursuing, whether it's a job or, or woman or whatever, women or whatever, thinking that the, you've gotten these opportunities to talk with this woman or whatever or get to know her, but then you start to chase it, or get it, feel attached to it, or you have this opportunity to uh, 
develop in your career or your different pursue a different opportunity with with money and career you get attached to it you would get attached to the idea of the of it and you and you chase it and you're like where am i show the coon award train wow where is that thing there it is you see it behind the big red hat trump all the way to the wall ah boom indeed i'm staring right at it there's so much there's so much swag we'll call (laughs) it this is the coon train award Courtesy of a former Fallen State guest on the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Here, I'll uh, put it in front of my nice polo. What's Tariq up to lately? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's trolling people on Twitter with uh, calling everybody suspected white supremacists. Plantation Celebration Award. Isn't that nice? On this show that Sean recommended. Sean right. has recommended amazing shows. He guest hosted alongside Joel Friday. And I haven't checked out all the shows that Sean, Jesse's producer, recommended, but one of them that he recommended was uh, True Detective, the first season. And in it, this guy who's a beta cheats on his wife quite regularly. And uh, he sneaks around and does it. He he loves, quote-unquote, the best in his beta love, his daughters and his uh, wife. But still, for some reason, he feels the need to go out and mess around because you know fallen state messed up fake love and it's just and i call it this sort of man manly unmanly mat masculine male evil of just raw feeding that lustful desire that type of evil seems less evil and vicious and vindictive and mean and cunning than the wife who cheated on him in response with his best friend or his friend or his coworker, whatever, uh, and told him about it maliciously. That just seems evil. Revenge. He wasn't doing it out of any of that. He was just doing it because he's out of control. And she did it because she... And I get it. It's a movie. It's a show. TV show. So she ends up sleeping with... She doesn't even sleep, but she just cheats. It has the S word with with uh, the other guy. Did I spoil no way. it? Yeah. <laughs> that's Oops, the first I bit. spoiled it. Because I think um, Sorry, you're talking guys. about uh, Woody Harrelson is playing that one, the one who's doing the cheating. Yeah, hey, the dumb By cheated. the way, spoiler alert, folks. <laughs> so just be ready. It is 10 years old, right? <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm just but it is. Spoiler alert. Sorry, uh, guys. And uh, so you're talking about Woody Harrelson. But you're right. Um, cheating's for you. Like, think about it. It's like a man. Yeah. He's going... And he so, totally shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not for it, but it just seems less evil than hers. He's going behind her back yeah. to find a little happiness for himself. Right. And doesn't tell her just so her feelings don't get hurt. Yeah. Cheating's for her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might have to disavow, but I kind of know what you mean. I mean, you shouldn't. I mean, you shouldn't tell her. You should also right. should cut it out, but... I used to think that most people cheated, but even though I never knew, I never knew anybody to cheat. I never knew that anybody had sex out of wedlock in my family. Uh, so only people, yeah. When I think about it, with my family, it was everybody got married first that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like one or two didn't follow those rules, and also it didn't get gossiped about if somebody if something did happen. 
Can't say I've heard of that either. I only heard of that with younger people. Yeah. Because it's not anybody's business. All these polit... This smearing of these politicians with, oh, each year, oh, I slept with him. That's just to attack the marriage and the wife and undermine the man, which is evil. Evil media. Jesse said uh, to this guy, it was like in a church thing, Father, how come you didn't ask your son what's going on? I see your, your son, you're not really developing, you seem off. And the father's like, I didn't think of it, sorry. And that's so common. And so there is, fathers should ask their children, hey, how'd the mother act today? <laughs> Stuff like that. Or how, you know, I remember my grandpa was like, any problems? No, nah, I think that was a little bit mama. <laughs> any pro- how are you doing? Any problems? Yeah. He rarely did that, but I, he did it like two or three times. And maybe he kind of knew that there was something off with me. And that was his best way of doing it. <laughs> like, no, I'm not talking to you, Grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would not work with me, I remember. Right. But, but that you could be more, a little bit more specific, like, you're off. Why are you like that? Or something. Yeah, that, like, straight up, like, is anything wrong? Like, that's mom. That would never work. But that's straight up, like, hey, you're looking like, that would, like, start working at my shell. And I would, yeah. like, break apart as a kid. I'd be like, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, something is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> because kids are going to their mothers. Especially if it was a man. Yeah. <laughs> it, boy, sometimes grown adults are going to their mothers for spiritual advice and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, Danny Moore, interesting. A father should give a little bit of advice, especially if he asks. And, and also, you should ask him, like, what's up with you? <laughs> nice. I got back into politics because of JLP. I was into JLP and church because of Christian stuff. But also I realized that he broke it down into simple right and wrong. Because with politics, people just get mad at each other. It's just you argue about something that you think, and the other person argues about something that they think, and you get mad at each other over something that you think, and you have no... Precious little control over what goes on in the world. So it's dumb. It's stupid. So I know a lot of really down-to-earth people who just don't keep up with politics. Partly because of that reason. Partly because they just don't keep up with the news or whatever. They're busy working. And they're also involved in their own lives and selfish pursuits, of course. Uh, Just eating and drinking and being merry, you know. Or getting into different vices, or tr- taking trips, taking vacations, or doing hobbies. But I uh, started to appreciate politics again because he broke it down into just simple right and wrong. And I got into different politicians somewhat, got excited about them somewhat sometimes. Mostly I got excited against them. In the case of Obama. I'm like, I got excited against him. I got kind of like angry or almost panicky about him. He was like, he's going against the Second Amendment. He's uh, pushing lies and evil. People are swallowing up lies. He's pushing the LGBTIQ agenda. So evil. What a sucker. A, A blind leader of the blind. I had to go over to Texas. Um, 
Austin, Texas. It was freezing cold. It was so cold, it made you want to slap your mama. It was so cold. But it went well. It was an amazing trip. Very, very amazing trip. I was a guest on your mama's house, which Tom Segura and his wife, Christina, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina, uh, Yo, mama, mama's house. I mean, your mom's house, not mama, but your mom's house. And it's going to be airing next Wednesday, the 24th. It was an amazing trip. And from what I can tell, it went well. The discussion was amazing. Very interesting. And so I appreciate your mom's house. And Tom Segura for having me on. It was amazing. So we'll remind you next Wednesday, the 24th, it is due to air. It was so interesting traveling this time, too. Things have really changed in traveling. It's amazing how overnight it seems, though this stuff been in the making for a long time, but overnight, things just changed. Though it's been in the making for years, it just seemed as though overnight it changed, but it's been, it's like slowly drip, 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 changes were happening, and I don't think a lot of people realized that things were changing. But it was interesting flying. I remember when flying in, used to be classy, it was a big deal, you would dress up to fly, you would, uh, it was like a major deal. Now it's like taking a bus, people wear their pajamas, it doesn't even matter anymore. It's crazy how, how that is now. Flying is no longer classy. It's like riding a bus. But it was amazing to see how things really are in flying now. It has changed. So um, we, were on, we went on Delta Airline, and I had no idea that... I knew that their airlines were bringing in people simply because of their color and, and gender. And, you know... It, they don't have to be qualified anymore. They just have to be of color. And predominantly black color, but they throw in a few other colors, too, to make the black people feel better. But it was a mess. But So I didn't know that uh, a lot of things about Delta. We have heard about United and Alaskan Airlines, other airlines, but I guess all these allies are doing the same thing, which is a, a great risk to our lives. Can you imagine that these people are putting unqualified people to fly planes, air traffic control, all because they are too afraid to say no to them? And I was thinking about that this morning, the people who are enforcing these things, 
I want they probably most, if not all, most of them fly in private jets. They don't have to worry about the mess at the airport. Isn't that amazing? They just make it difficult for you. But for themselves, it's fine. According to the view, viewfromthewings.com, everywhere in social media, Delta Airlines is getting roasted for a documentary purporting to instruct that black and brown should be capitalized while white should use lower cases. How are you going to make black and brown capitalized and, and put white lowercase? Race and ethnicity. Style note. Capitalize black and brown in Delta Communications. Unlike black or brown, white should be lowercase. That's amazing. That is mind-blowing. Imagine what would have happened if they said capitalize white and put black and brown, black and brown in lower cases. What do you think would be happening right now? When referencing race, ethnicity, ethnicity, ethnicity or nationality, be as specific as possible. Amazing. Fear. What a mess. If they were, if that was the other way around, it would be a different story. That's mind blowing. Um, I want you to check out, check this out from X. They say, "What's beeping?" And they have these two black females in the cockpit, and they're like, "We ain't hear no beeping. We ain't hear." They're in the cockpit, right? And someone says, "What's beeping?" We ain't hear no beeping. <laughs> oh my God. We ain't hear no beeping. They're headed toward the ground now. You see that? The plane going down and the plane is beeping. They ain't hear no beeping. It's like having the blacks over in the the the, the watchtower thing there. And uh uh, I'm coming in to land. Which aisle should I use? Which runway? Uh, let me la. Let me go look out the window and see. I can't read this board. Uh, look like you can come in on the west. I don't see another plane right now. And they go landing in, and now they're about to crash on another plane. Oh Lord, baby, not that late. Plane going out and it's beep, 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 beep. I don't hear no beeping. <laughs> what a mess. So I was on the airplane, my producer and I shine. We get on the airplane, sitting there waiting for them to close the door, let the people in close the door. And lo and behold, a black female pilot came out of the little cockpit thing, standing there at the door, talking with the stewardess. I'm like, so I happened to look up. I'm like, what the? 
We got a black female pilot? And, and so when the flight attendant came by down the aisle, I asked her, I said, do we have a, a black female pilot? She's like, yes. I'm like, what the? And she was like, what's wrong with that? What's wrong? I'm like, you know, female can't fly no airplane. <laughs> and she started laughing. And then she went and told the other flight attendant, a black male flight attendant, he came back and and I asked him the same thing. Well, he asked me that I had a concern. I'm like, yeah, they got a black female pilot. And he was like, well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm like, yes, it is. Is she qualified? I asked him, was she one of those affirmative action pilot or or What? And then they went and told her <laughs> what I said. Oh, that, and they brought me a little card. They, they went and told her what I said. And so they brought me a little card. They said, here, she told me to give you this. It was like this, right? A little card. I'm like, what that? And uh, so I looked at it, and he said that, oh, it's just information about Delta flight. I'm like, oh, okay. And uh, so I kept it. Here it is. And so the flight went on and on. And oh, but the good thing about it, they they said she had a there was a white male pilot in there as well. And I'm like, Phew. Lord, we have a chance to make it. It was a crack up. We were cracking up, man. It was funny. And so when we got to Austin, Texas, we get it off the plane, and the uh, the black female pilot came out again because they said, oh, the pilot want to meet you. I said, oh, okay. So uh, I'm walking by. She's standing there at the door, and she, she introduced herself, and I introduced myself. And lo and behold, because she was speaking kind of low, she sounded like an African, like a foreigner. And, and she looked like a foreigner because she's like real black. You know that shiny African black like stuff? She looked like that. So she looked and sounded like a foreigner. And so I asked her, she introduced herself, I introduced myself, and I asked her, ask are you affirmative action pilot? And she mumbled something. I couldn't understand what she was saying. So we created, and then I went on my way. It was an interesting thing. And so we went. We had a good time. Everything seemed went very well. Uh, coming back, I'm walking through the airport here in L.A., and lo and behold, there was this woman this woman with two children, a girl and a boy. The boy looked younger than the girl. And guess what? She had him on a leash. A leash. Can you imagine putting your child on a leash? And Sean and I were cracking up when we saw that because the boy was trying to walk away and she snatched him back on the leash.
leash. And Sean said, my producer, taking the, taking the dogs off the leash and putting the children on a leash. And I said to him, I wonder, will he ever get over that trauma of growing up on a leash? The children growing up on a leash. They love the dogs better than they love their children, humans, right? Human beings. They take the dog off the leash and they put the child or children on the leash. Treating them like a dog. Who let the dogs out? I told you mothers don't love children anymore. Anymore. They treat them worse than they treat the animals. Worse than they treat the animals. And I have seen that before, but I kind of forgot it. I hadn't seen it in a minute. But this woman had the son on a leash. I wonder where he spent the rest of his life traumatized, believing that life is about being on a leash. This from fatherly.com. A child leash. If you accidentally pull back too hard on the leash, your child could fall and get hurt. If the leash get wrapped around their neck, it could be a choking hazard. It's important to say if they're used damage or child psychics. Watch this from ABC. These photos recently posted at parenting blogging site mom.me busting a hot button conversation wide open. Kids on leashes, good parenting or bad behavior. It has its pros and cons. Mixed reaction from Tampa parents we talked to at El Lopez Park where we didn't find a single kid on a leash. This mom of two says she's used one in the past on her nieces and nephews. I personally felt weird doing it. A father to three and grandfather to six says he's used one too at a crowded theme park. I think they could be very useful and uh, make things safer. Little Sienna's dad says he's never used one, but that could change. That was goofy at first before I had a kid. Um, but then realizing now that she's walking a whole lot faster and probably doesn't understand the whole concept of traffic yet, I'm not completely opposed to it, I would say. It trains children to think that there's always kind of somebody else uh, kind of in charge pulling them so they don't learn to um, look at things from an independent perspective. Wow, that's right. Take away their independence. And the men are doing exactly what the women do instead of saying no. They're doing it as well. Putting the children on leases like they're animals. Another thing that happened on the plane, we landed in Los Angeles. And you know how they pull up to the gate and they tell everyone to sit down, don't get up yet. Even though we just hit the ground, we don't don't get up until we get to the gate. So we got to the gate, and they opened um, up the door, told people, okay, y'all can get off. And out of nowhere, some black guy ran from the back up to the front. I guess he was trying to rush to get off. And there was a black woman sitting right in front of us. And so he looked over, he saw her sitting there, even though he was pushing through the crowd. 
he said to her, oh, uh, black queen, I'll, I'll, I'll wait and let you out first. You're the queen. I, I, you're the black queen. You know, you got the black man got to treat the black woman, the black queen right. All you, all you can do to that was shake your head. So you pull back a little bit and let the black queen go first. He didn't know her or anything. But she was black and she's the queen. Now do you see why black, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most black women are out of control? The black men do not correct them at all. They call them queen. They call the devil queen. Black queen, I'll, I'll let you out first. I'm like, Lord, have mercy upon the black, upon the blacks. Not all, not all, but most. Have mercy upon. My name up, is Noah. And my upon, name. Have mercy upon the blacks. What a mess. This is from the Wall Street Journal. To make their homes as cozy as possible, people are taking inspiration from their lazy pets. They're taking inspiration from their lazy pets. This holiday season, Pluffle, $499 human dog bed. Human dog bed. Topple many a wish list. Watch this from Shark Tank production. Amazing. And they're making it sound so exciting because they're making money from it. They know that you're in a lower fallen state and that you're in an animal-like state. And they can take you out of your bed and put you on the floor. And you're going to do it. Especially if you're a female. Take you out of the comfort of your bed and put you on the floor and you do it. There are Christian women who are mothers of children, and they treat their children like crap, especially the boys. They have no patience. They have no love. It's hard to find a human being that has love. And one sign to know that you don't have love, if you pay attention to you and what's happening in you, you will notice that everything you do is about you. It's not about the other person. Never. It's about your thrill, your feeling. All in the name of Jesus. There are Christians who believe that they can uh, change their own lives. That they can create life. And you wonder why Christian... Christianity in America has no power over evil because the people have not returned to the Father. They have not been born again of the Father. Psychedelic is reporting that in 19, 1960s, psychiatric, uh, psychiatric case studies on an aggressive child. Watch this from Psychedelics. He's an intelligent child and a very attractive one. But Philippe is a problem. At school, at home, to himself. Philippe is an overly aggressive child. What can be done? 
This is the supervisor of his nursery school, Miss Steinberg. He uh, tried to choke a little boy because this little boy wanted to play with a little girl that he wanted to. He was particularly interested in. He's inclined to reject any authority or uh, limits set for him by the teacher. Nope. This is Philip's mother. He's terribly disobedient. A child has to know and has to respect authority from a teacher or from a parent. I feel somewhere along the line I failed. He's a child that has really everything a child would, would want. He's such a difficult child anyway to handle that I just couldn't take another. Wouldn't want another child. Who do you think is the most important person in his life? I would say I am. You are. Well, of course. The aggression that you see in the child, in the little boy, is the same anger as in the mother. The way he's treated others is the way he's been treated at home. She's trying to force and impose her will on her, on him, because it's not in her nature to raise the child. She is a failure. So she's trying to will it to be, force it. And this is why children need the father to be there, to stand between the children and the mother. But the father can't do it because the child mother is his mother. He made a baby with the woman that he hates. And all men and women hate their mothers. She tried to make the child be obedient. You can't make anyone be obedient. You be right and the children will be right. That's going on now. It's even worse now because women have been made to believe that they have the ability to lead. It would be like men believing that they can lead their own life without Christ. It's the same thing. Look how screwed up your life is, how lonely you are, how angry you are, how living in thought you are. Because you believe you can lead your own life. You won't let go and let life happen. So you might ask, ask, what is the child's home life like? The boy that was all that energy there in the school. That was anger that you were seeing coming out of the boy. That was the spirit of the mother. Why is this from psychedelics? How good a teacher are you, particularly when your child doesn't want to listen to you. He gets punished, and that's all there is to it. And then you wow. become a punitive teacher. If he's very rude, he goes to bed and he's punished. Well, uh, after you've given him a beating, do you feel he's learned something? No. Do you feel you've learned something? No. No. <laughs> How angry are you when all this happens? Well, I am inclined to be... What? Highly strung, say the least. But I try desperately to handle the situation as calmly as one can. You mean you don't think you should be angry? I shouldn't show my anger. Why not? Well, you know, when I raise my voice to him, he raises his voice back. My husband is inclined to give in much easier than I. When I say something, I mean it. But if I'm going to persist and persist and persist, and the next minute my husband's going to give him exactly what he wants, I've lost. If you have an army with a dual command, you've got a very chaotic, chaotic situation. Amazing. See that spirit of evil in her? She's competing with her son. 
It's not competition, woman. That's that spirit in all women until they return to the Father. They don't have to be like that. And it's not the woman per se, but it's that Eve spirit since Adam and Eve days. It's passed down through the woman. The hell come through the woman. And she said, well, the, his father gave in a little more than I. She demand that it goes her way or it ain't going to be. She'll destroy the kid. Because she having, I love the way that man would answer her all the right questions. That's the way it was in the good old days where men were men. Boys were boys. Men led the way. They weren't afraid to tell the woman she's angry, she's evil. And it's not her, but it's the spirit that made a home in her. They were not angry and afraid to say that. You think men are going to tell women that today? And as a result, the woman is lost. Because the men don't love her enough to tell her the truth. To bring her out of her hell that she's in. How do you feel about the death penalty today? Are you for it or against it? Uh, America, Americans are so emotional now, the men and women, that it looked like a lot of people have changed their mind about the death penalty. Are you for it or against it? That's an amazing question. I'd like to hear, are you for and or against it? And if so, why? If not, why not? And I wonder if this particular case would cause your mind to change one way to another. This is from Breitbart. A 20-year-old woman in Newcastle, Newcastle, Pennsylvania, ladies, you must return to the Father. Evil is working through you. And the men that evil is working through, it's evil of their mothers. It's not normal for men to be evil. It's an abnormal state of being. And it's really abnormal for a woman to be that way, but Satan is her God because of Eve. But you can return to the Father. Forgive your mothers, forgive your fathers, and you shall be free. Breitbart reported that a 20-year-old woman in Newcastle, Pennsylvania, is accused, this is interesting to me, is accused of fatally poison, poisoning her boyfriend's 18-month-old baby with acetone. Watch this compilation. Alicia Owens is facing a slew of charges in the death of her boyfriend's one-year-old baby girl, Iris Alfera. The criminal complaint outlined some very disturbing web searches that helped investigators zero in on her. Now, back in June, one-year-old Iris Alfera was rushed to a local hospital and eventually airlifted to Children's, where she later died. After being found unresponsive in her father's home, he shares with his girlfriend, Alicia Owens. The medical examiner determined the baby died as a result of acetone poisoning, which caused organ failure. Now, leading up to the baby's death, investigators say she ingested numerous water beads, button-shaped batteries, and a metal screw. Wow. Can you imagine that? 
And you know what's interesting about that whole thing? The same evil spirit that encouraged that female to do that, it's the same spirit that dwells in anyone that has anger. Anyone that has anger. Jeffrey Dahmery, Hitler, mothers who turn the children away from the fathers, fathers who cannot deal with the mothers, emotional people, whether feel good emotion or feel bad emotion, it's the same evil spirit. Every human being is two hoops of a holler from doing what that woman did or becoming Jeffrey Dahmer. You are possessed and don't know it. Drop the anger and see in yourself that you're angry. Forgive mama. And forgive daddy for not protecting you from mama. They both could not help themselves. Isn't that amazing? The Daily Mail is reporting that two toddlers were gang raped in a shopping center bathroom while their mother believed their uh, uh, alleged pedophile co-worker was looking after them. Watch this from Fox. The FBI has arrested Arthur Hector Fernandez III and charged the 29-year-old with sexual exploitation of children. Fernandez is pictured here on his private Instagram with the username allegedly Hector. His account was named in court documents that detailed the disturbing allegations that he and at least six other unidentified men sexually assaulted and raped a toddler at what appeared to be a Galleria Ball bathroom. Court documents say last month the Australian Center to counter child exploitation reported four explicit videos found on the dark web to the FBI in which at least two toddlers ages two and three were filmed being sexually and verbally assaulted by multiple men at once. Amazing. Same spirit. It's the same spirit. Anger is evil and no one has peace that has anger. And that same spirit that causes this guy to do what they say he's done. It's the same spirit. It's the same spirit that tell black people, white people, you're an enemy. Hate, hate the white people. That's the same spirit that lives in this man. The same spirit of those whites who are hating the Jews is evil. It's not love. If it ain't love, it's evil. It's the same spirit that when you blame others for your life as an adult. It's evil. I'm telling you all this so you can get, hopefully for those who want to change, and I realize that most people don't. They love their hell. They love the evil that made a home in them. They call it themselves. That's me, they say. They love their evil. For those who want to change, it, it can change. You don't have to stay that way. And I said over and over again, parents... Do not love their children. They set their children up for failure, and they blame it on the kids. And the kids grow up acting just like the mothers, and they don't understand why. Not even, they don't even realize they're acting like their mothers, and, uh, and they are blamed. Mothers, y'all don't love your children if you have anger. That emotional mess you feel is evil. 
is evil. Here's an example of a child that's been raised by the evil mother. This is from Yahoo.com. A disturbing clip has been circulating of a Missouri student repeatedly punching her 65-year-old teacher during a violent hallway exchange. Watch this from NBC. Take a look at how a student drags a 65-year-old science teacher who's already on the ground. It appears the teacher tries to restrain the student as the student kicks and throws blows. It happened outside of a Normandy High School classroom Wednesday. The veteran teacher taken to the hospital shortly after. As his significant other told police, a student left class and eventually returned to get her book bag. When she told the student to wait, he says the student pushed past the teacher, grabbed her book bag, and attacked the teacher. Where were the police? Where were the parents? Teaching is one of the most difficult jobs in the world. Amazing. That girl is doing to others what her mother has done to her. And that's the problem of all black people, all human beings, period, but especially the blacks. It has nothing to do with slavery. It has nothing to do with the phony idea of systemic racism or the phony idea of uh, uh, Jim Crow or anything. Except for it's in the home. That's an angry girl who has become just like her mother. You become like what you hate. Mothers, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, do not love their children. And women who are married and working, you don't love your children. You hate your children. You have no love. And that emotional crap you've been talking about is fake. That's hate. That's not love. You're lying when you say you love the children. And I want to know, ladies, you still want to go out and work? Watch this from X. I have ladies that ask me all the time, hey, I'm, I feel guilty because I'm in business and I have my kids and I'm not spending time with them. I'm like, well, how much time are you giving them? I'm like, well, a couple hours. And I'm like, a couple hours? I mean, that's freaking a lot of time. It really is. I give my kids 20 minutes. 20 minutes. My kids don't need more than 20 minutes. But in those 20 minutes when I'm home, I'm a different woman every day for my kids. When I see them, we play Ring Around the Rosie on the outside. You know, we play. I throw them. I'll do things they don't expect me to do. I don't sit and I don't play with my phones when I'm with my kids. I try to surprise them. I try to do stuff that they don't expect. That's the thing. You're not making the best out of your time. Sometimes your kids get used to you just being there and not really being there. That's an evil female with no love. It's all about her. An evil female. She does not love the man children. 20 minutes. And she's so proud. Poor, poor children. And I've said over and over and over, do what you want. And there are a handful. There are a few people who are finding their way back to the Father. They're looking at themselves and seeing what's going on in them. They're seeing this thing that made a home in them. 
and that is not them. And they were like, whoa. And they started to overcome by seeing that. 20 minutes, he's so proud. I go out and throw a ball with him. I do this. And teaching that like it's true. Our battle is a spiritual battle. Warfare between good and evil has nothing to do with anyone else. It's about parents fulfilling us. But once we overcome it, adults, we can overcome it. You're not stuck. You can have perfect peace right here on earth. Paradise, the kingdom of heaven is right here inside of us and above. Our battle is not physical, it's spiritual. Post-millennium is reported. Two black men accused top golf employees of being a racist after they were kicked out of the establishment for openly, openly abusing cough syrup. Watch this from Daily Loud. Hey, y'all see what the f*** going on, man? I'm dropping this in here. That's, That's what we boat. doing, man. Four. That's a four. Dirty one. Uh-huh. All right, man. Yeah. All right. Y'all see what's going on, man. Damn, so we can't play golf? Why we can't play golf? You racist? Nope. So, so we said we was gonna put the drink up, but we can't do it. I'm saying we put the drink up. So, so, so we can't go. See why the white folks don't want you around? What's wrong with the blacks? They can't go to a nice golf course and just play golf. They got to be black. They must bring in destruction. They have been accused of openly abusing cough syrup. The, the, the manager or the owner of the place said, no, y'all can't stay here with, uh-uh. Are you racist? They say that to control you, to get you to back down and let them destroy your establishment. Those blacks are going into a nice white place and bringing their mess. Everything the blacks touch turned to dust. And y'all see what I'm saying, right? I'm not making it up. It's a spiritual battle. And as an adult, you're responsible for you. You got to work on your life. If you don't work, you don't overcome it. Amazing stuff, huh? It's Bible Thought for Thursday. One quick thing I want to tell you about the blacks and the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party is uh, naturally using the blacks for their own personal gain, and they've been doing it for years now. And I was reflecting the other day, and yes, the Democratic Party is doing what it's doing to the blacks, not all, but most of the blacks. But I can't blame the Democratic Party because each individual, adult individual, is responsible for themselves. And you can't blame anyone else for your own life. And the blacks are allowing the Democratic Party to use them, and they want to be used in that way to destroy America. And all the Democrats have to do is 
go into their black churches and say, I'll feel no ways toward. I feel like going on. It's not the Democratic fault that they have been successful in keeping the blacks on the plantation of the Democratic Party for nearly, if not, 70 years. You can't blame them. The blacks want to be used. Anyone that doesn't take control of his or her own life, they want to be used. Adults. And so whenever they want the blacks to come out and vote, because they don't care anything about them, it's about themselves. There's no love in this world. They know all the right words to say that would put the blacks in a hypnotic trance. And they put them on a little short yellow bus and take them to the poll. And they press the D, Democrats. And they don't care that they're being played. Here's an example of that. CBS, Joe Biden told a crowd that Republican nominee Mitt Romney wants you want to put you all back in chain. Why is this from ABC? He's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. What I say to them is that I'm not acknowledging anybody who is being considered, but I guarantee you there are multiple black women being considered. Multiple. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. See that? They know exactly what to say to the blacks. They know what to say. And they put them in a trance. Racism, blame it on the great white hope, Donald Trump. They know exactly what to say to the blacks. And they, that's all they do. You're not required to work, blacks. You're not required to be good at what you do. We're going to get rid of the white man and give it to you. In the white schools and everywhere. See how Joe Biden said, if you ain't, if you don't understand, you ain't, you ain't vote for me something. You ain't black enough. Joe Biden also raised eyebrows during a speech in Iowa. Watch this from the New York from the New York Post, this is from the Times. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. <laughs> Wealthy kids, black kids, Asian kids. No, I really mean it, but think how we think about it. What a mess. All the right words to put the blacks in unconscious state and put them back in chain. The New York Post is reporting Joe Biden has said he attended a civil rights organization sessions. He attended the civil rights organization sessions, yet congregants and longtime assistant to the pastor at the time have said they don't recall that. Like, what the? Watch this from X. 
When I march in the civil rights movement, I march with tens of thousands of others to change attitudes. I got involved in the civil rights movement. I got involved in desegregated movie theaters. They organized voter registration drives. From the time I got involved as a high school kid in the civil rights movement. But I was a kid involved in the civil rights movement, desegregating restaurants and movie theaters in my state. From the time I got involved as a kid in the civil rights movement. And I got involved in the civil rights movement uh, just as a kid. And that's why I got so deeply involved in my community with the civil rights movement. For real, I got involved in the civil rights movement. Get ready to go out and desegregate restaurants and movie theaters. Quote, more than once, advisors had gently reminded Mr. Biden of the problem with this formulation he had not actually marched during the civil rights movement, and more than once, Mr. Biden assured them that he understood and kept telling the story anyway. Because <laughs> he know all the right words to say to the blacks to get them to the poll to vote for the Socialist Party called the Democrats. Isn't that amazing? And here's where Joe Biden sounds like Hillary Clinton. Watch this from X. I don't feel no ways tired. <laughs> I've yeah. come too far Thank from you, where Lord. I started from. Nobody told me that the road would be easy. That's right. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. We've come too far from where we started. <laughs> Nobody told me the road would be easy. I don't believe he brought me this far to leave me. <laughs> My fellow Americans, Look at him black. I don't happen? think the good Lord brought us this far to leave us behind. Look how they applaud all in the name. I don't believe it. He brought me this far. I don't believe it. He brought me this for to leave me now. Amazing. <laughs> I feel no way tar in the black lady. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. You got my vote. This guy said he participated in the civil rights movement, right? Nobody remember it but Joe. <laughs> he got involved in everything, schools and movie theater and everything, and nobody knew about it. Come and, on, man. <laughs> no, and Hillary Clinton feel no ways turned. And the blacks applaud. All in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Uh, this is from C-SPAN. At a campaign event at Mother's Emmanuel AME Church, Biden called out the nation's history of, quote-unquote, white supremacy. This is from ABC. I was talking downstairs. I, uh, I've spent more time in... Uh the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have, uh, than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's where I started. Civil, no, I'm serious. I started a civil rights movement. I used to go to 7.30 Mass, then I'd go to 10 o'clock 10 service, but buy a poison. Poison that's for too long. 
haunted this nation. What is that poison? White supremacy. <laughs> oh, it is. It's a poison. Oh, yeah, it's a poison. Poison ivory. Poison ivory. It's a poison. White supremacy is a poison. Is it Joe White? Or maybe he Catholic. You got my vote. We got to do something about white supremacy. You got my vote. I've been told he's Irish. And yes, Catholic. White supremacy. That's all I needed to hear. You got my vote, Joe. I'm going to show up at the Democratic boot and hit Democrat. White supremacy. How could I live in this country with that? Last week, or maybe Monday of this week, I forgot, the Great White Hope cleaned up in the Iowa caucus on Monday. This is from Fox. Joy Reid responded to Trump's victory at the Iowa caucuses Monday by condemning white Christians. Who supports him? Watch this from MSNBC. We must remark upon the absolute tragedy of Ron DeSantis. <laughs> this man torched the state of Florida's education system by turning it into a, a grand apologist for slavery. These are white Christians. Iowa is about 61% white Christian. The country as a whole is approximately 41% white Christian. They see themselves as the rightful inheritors of this country, and Trump has promised to give it yeah. back to them. All the things that we think about, about electability, about you know what are people gaming out, or mm -hmm. none of that matters when you believe that God has given you this country, that it is yours, and that everyone who is not a white conservative Christian is a is a fraudulent American. What's on a, a black female with white people hair? Is that what that is? It looked like it didn't even come all the way down on the head. <laughs> like. Are you sure that's not a hat? It didn't even come all the way down. She forgot to pull it down. Because you kind of see that nappy hair under there. Was that a Trump wig? <laughs> <laughs> what the? It looked like, I don't know now. But look like Joy Reid want to be Trump. She put on his hair. And just jealous of Christianity? What an evil female. The best religion on this side of heaven. Is she jealous? Because Satan is her daddy. And white people, they're going to call you names until you don't care anymore. When would that happen? Breitbart reported, Joy Reid said Wednesday, Wednesday that she believes the voters who support Donald Trump have racial anxiety over demographic changing, changes or change. So they want revenge. Do you blame them? She got that right. 
they are losing their country over a phony so-called race issue. And last but not, well, one more, two more, then I'm done. ABC. I thought that women were supposed to be strong, a strong black woman. And I've told you over and over again, no such thing as a strong woman. It's just weak men. No such thing as strong women. It doesn't exist, ain't going to exist, can't exist. It's just that the men are weak. Breitbart reported that Joy Reid said Wednesday, no, 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 I'm sorry, ABC is reporting Camilla Harris, whoever that is, stopped by on The View Wednesday to talk about the administration's message to voters and its goal as the 2024 election kicks off. Watch this from The View. Um, you know, people are uh, saying that Biden is too old. We hear it constantly. I, I, I've met him many times. He seems very robust. He told me he works out every day. I see him on television. He ain't no robust. Right, I'm the same age, so I resent that remark. <laughs> but I besides that, the other side seems doddering to me. He's eating cheeseburgers. He's overweight. He's always in a golf cart. I mean, <laughs> why is Biden getting the bad rap and not Trump? I don't get it. Well, first of all, let me just address the issue directly, I, because I spend a lot of time with our president. He did Joe it. Biden, because of not only his knowledge, but his insistent on seeing, insistence on seeing things through. What are you going to do to stop the crazies? I am scared as heck. <laughs> a female. See, she's scared. I was just so scared. There's trouble in the land. And I was just so scared. Look how those females are sitting there just lying through their teeth. They're just lying. Just lying. Just lying. I told you hell come through the woman. The gates of hell is through the woman. But... Some people are waking up. They're like, what the? Some people are waking up. Watch this from TikTok. Um, at this point in the evening, the projected winner of the Iowa caucuses um, has just started giving his victory speech. We will let you know if there's any news made in that speech, if there's anything noteworthy, something substantive and important. The reason I'm saying this is... Of course, there is a reason that we and other news organizations have generally stopped giving an unfiltered live platform to remarks by former President Trump. And so his remarks tonight will not air here live. We will monitor them. So they will monitor it for us rather than just playing the speech, being a network that informs people and lets us hear from the winner. They decided that we're too stupid to hear it and make up our own minds about whether, you know, the information is truthful or not. How is this different from certain countries who filter everything so that people don't get the information that's out there? How is this any different? I rest my case. Another one smart female out there waking up to the lies. I think when you, and she sounds like she's from a foreign country, when you come from foreign socialist communist countries, you kind of recognize when it's happening again. 
if ever we needed the great white hope, we need him now. Camilla Harris and, and all the people just sit there just lying to you. And like you're too dumb to know it. <laughs>